0: This is Hemond and Jessica, and you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. If you like what you're listening to, please go to Patreon.com/slash Friendly Atheist Podcast or give us all the stars on iTunes.
1: Yeah, go and now. That. If you're a donor, you can hear our bonus episode of Hemant and me and my husband watching Star Wars. It is
0: up. Every patron should have gotten that. And, by the way, from this point on, we're going to try to put all the episodes also on Patreon under patron-only posts. Mm -hmm. So anyone who gives, if you say you want any reward for, like, the dollar level, you will have access to that feed. So for some people, that's easier than trying to listen on iTunes or whatever else. So, yay. Um... Hello.
1: Hi. How's it going, buddy? It's going
0: all right. How are you?
1: Oh, my God. This weather is destroying my soul. It's been yes. garbage weather all week in Chicagoland. But, oh, hey, guess what? My softball team won our first game.
0: Nice. We are
1: now something in the neighborhood of one and eight. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Playoff bound.
1: <laughs> but, but we have a lot of fun. And uh, I pitched real well this game, so You're I'm just... You're a pitcher now? Okay, the surprise in your voice is mm-hmm. frankly insulting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very athletic, despite what everything <laughs> about me would tell you.
0: <laughs> very nice.
1: Um, yeah, so uh, So this week, huh?
0: This week, so much craziness. So, And the weird thing is I actually don't have that much, because we talked about Jeff Sessions and his Bible verse last time. We did. Uh, there's nothing else religion focused other than. Are
1: you sure? Because oh, I I'm, heard that Jeff Sessions' mean. church just charged, <laughs> him, with a, charged <laughs> him with a violating church rule.
0: We'll talk about that. Okay. Yeah. So
1: so there is some stuff. Is there what is I'm some saying. stuff. Okay.
0: Um, in my head, I'm like, oh, there was all this other things. Nope, it's all that. It's all. And it all ties back to evangelical support for what mm-hmm. they're doing. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's let's start with um something different, and we'll get back to that in a little bit. Okay. Uh. Okay, in South Australia, they have a law that's going into effect this October Mm -hmm. that will require, uh, basically, it'll require Catholic priests, among others, uh, to report confessions they receive of child abuse. So you step into the confessional booth, you say, Father, I've sinned, I molested a child. If you do that, they can't just say, here's, say your Hail Marys, bye. Yeah. They have to tell the police. And this isn't that weird. Teachers already have to do this. I mean Teachers,
1: as, really anything anyone that who works with children. Yeah, social ther- workers, therapist. therapists.
0: If you learn about abuse, you have an obligation to report it to authorities. Right. And this is all. This is for the best interest of the child. You are protecting their. Even if they come to, like even if I, you don't
1: need to justify why it's a good thing that if right. you're getting abused, you I'm should saying, tell someone. No,
0: I like uh, one discussion we've had when I was in when I was a teacher mm-hmm. is what if a student confides in you that maybe they were cutting themselves or something mm-hmm. serious like that? Do you have to tell? The answer is you have to tell the counselor. You have to tell authorities. Mm-hmm. You start with the counselor, and the reason was. It doesn't matter if you're breaking their trust. This is bigger than that. Mm -hmm. And it's more important. So anyway, basically the law no longer has like a religious exemption to that rule. So the biggest way this would manifest itself is that Catholic priests, when they hear confessionals, they would have to report those things to authorities as well. Right Now, the problem with that Mm -hmm. for some Catholic priests (laughs) is that they say when you step into the confessional booth, you are making this, you know, you're you're sharing this with God. You, this is an unbreakable seal. Mm-hmm. This is sacred. We cannot tell people what you tell us in the confessional booth. It destroys the whole meaning of confessing. Mm-hmm. And so the, the person who's really making this case, his name is Bishop Greg O'Kelly. He's the acting Archbishop of Adelaide. He's the one who spoke out most vehemently against the new law. That's They've not been, yet into effect.
1: Have they been tossing this around for a while or was it elsewhere that they talked about it? They I were remember? talking
0: about it. I'm sure this has been discussed in other places, but they actually passed the law okay. in South Australia. I feel
1: like we talked about something a few months ago that somebody was like, I would rather go to jail than, yeah. than violate my sanctity. That's customer. right. And
0: I don't remember if that was in the same place or either. not, anyway. but they're having the same discussions. And part of the irony here, part of it, hmm. is that you know, he's the acting Archbishop of Adelaide. Why
1: is he the acting Archbishop? Oh, no, you're fucking kidding nope, me. Nope,
0: because the actual no. Archbishop was convicted of covering up child abuse. Are you fucking <laughs> yeah, kidding me? Yeah, that's why... And by the way, Australia, you might remember, had that Royal Commission do a whole big expose and report about the if, harms the Catholic Church caused. They, like, did and an investigation. that's why Cardinal Pell
1: had to come? That's part of it. Is Cardinal Pell
0: home? came home to, to have to... Uh, Go, basically, go on trial for yeah. this stuff. Um, it's all part of the royal commission's thing, and this is part of how they're responding to it. They're putting these whoa, there's a a the dog did some dog stuff.
1: She so scared the, herself by the, sniffing your equipment. <laughs> Not your recording equipment. Gross. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the yeah, the, this is the way they're responding to the royal commission. By the way, there's another priest who. Um, One of the things that came up in a lot of the news reports about this is there was a priest in one of the cities in South Australia. His name is Father Michael McArdle. I'm going to read this from a newspaper article. He confessed (gasps) 1,500 times to molesting children to 30 different priests over the course of 25 years. That's 1,500 times he was basically forgiven and told to go home and pray. I'm I'm sorry. I missed the beginning of your story. You said it was an undercover
1: reporter who did all these things, (laughs) right? This is just straight up. I need to believe.
0: Nope. This is a priest. Can I have this for once? No, you can't. Um, 1,500 times he confessed to molesting children, and they did nothing about it because no one knew because the only people he told were other bishops or whoever was hearing the confessional. And so, by the way, if you do the math on that, 25 years, 1,500 times, that's more than once a week.
1: Well, that's upsetting.
0: Yeah. That's the secret that Greg O'Kelly wants to protect, sure. apparently. How brave of him. And if kids suffer, well, as long as God's happy with it, right? Yeah. Um,
1: I have another Australian. Are you done with this? I'm
0: going to add one oh, okay. more thing. So there's a, uh, I think, Daily Show commentator uh, Charlie Pickering. he host, He's the host of a satirical show called The Weekly. He did a oh, yeah, he yeah. did a short rant about the craziness of church leaders trying to block this law. And he was the one I was quoting about Father Michael McArdle. Mm-hmm. And one of the things he said, I'm going to quote this too, because he said it really well. It wasn't even funny. He was just straight up pissed off. And he had a right to be. He said, the church is fine with laws that protect it from paying tax, but refuses to abide a law designed to protect innocent children from abuse. If O'Kelly has his way, victims could be left without proper justice while abusers are able to alleviate their guilt and shame. Rather than protecting victims from predators, they're protecting the predators and doing it in God's
1: name. Wow.
0: Yeah. Well, that
1: puts a bow on it.
0: Yep. I mean, he said it well. That's the issue. This law doesn't go into effect in October. The Catholic Church is trying to raise a fuss about this. Mm -hmm. I would like to think they have as much influence nowadays as they do in Ireland, which is that no one cares. You guys have pretty much lost your moral authority on everything here. So they're going to go through with this law, and it'll still apply to Catholic priests. And they might say, I'm not going to report it, but if we find out they did not they'll hopefully get justice so wow
1: isn't it crazy that this is still a fight that we're fighting
0: which one catholic church child abuse
1: yeah i mean uh, yes of all and of, everything that's on it right i mean everything that's happening right now feels very um very black and white good guy bad guy which is which which is a, almost an unsettling place to be in. Yeah.
0: There are some moral ambiguities when it comes to religion and who's right yeah. and religious rights, and this isn't one of them. I don't
1: think so. And I mean, I would you know the same thing that's going on in the border and all that. Like it just feels like very flagrant. Like it feels this
0: isn't a both sides thing. Yeah. Don't don't <laughs> the what was the New York Times awful headline like? As basically they put babies in baby jail, the other side has harsh words. Oh
1: yeah, some, well- I'm
0: not paraphrasing it right but like that's the yeah, idea i mean
1: i was arguing with somebody on facebook as is my want mm-hmm. don't come at me i've heard of that yeah <laughs> um and this i was talking in this like a friend of a friend of a friend you know my favorite people to argue with people i'll never have to encounter in real life um but somebody was just like we were just talking about garbage and he was saying all sorts of horrible things about it, it's not that bad and you know they broke the lawn blah 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 and then he kept saying, "Like, well, Jessica, because you resorted to swearing, I can't talk to you." And I'm like, "I'm sorry." Is me swearing as bad as children in cages? Because I'm not sure, right. but I think now. But um, I've got another Australia thing yes. that's lighter, oh, lighter, good. Tha- lighter than got? systemic child abuse. Can you believe it? I'm I found shocked. something. Okay, so, um, so I love a conspiracy theory. That's a the thing about me. I don't believe any of them, but God, I just love digging into them. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing I'm obsessed with is the flat Earth conspiracy okay. theory. I, I just I find it really entertaining. Um, I know I name check this podcast all the time, but Ono oh Ross and Carrie has like an ongoing flat Earther thing, and Ross, the latest episode Ten on Ten would recommend because Ross joined with the Flat Earth Society and tried to do an experiment to prove oh that the God. Earth was curved, and hilarity ensued. It's very 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 good, but I, I found this this post. Um, and it's. I just want to read it, and it's yeah. entirety. Is that okay? Go for it. Um, have you ever been to Australia? No, Australia is not real. It's a hoax made for us to believe that Britain moved their criminals to some place. In reality, all these criminals were loaded off the ships into the waters, drowning before they could ever see land again. It's a cover-up for one of the greatest mass murders in history, made by one of the most prominent empires. Australia does not exist. All things you call, quote, proof are actually fabricated lies and documents made by the leading governments of the world. Your Australian friends, I do have Australian friends, they're all actors and... (laughs) Sorry, computer generating personas, part of the plot to trick the where, world.
0: Where is this from?
1: Flat Earth believers. I mean, I'm sorry. The article. Oh, this is an article. This is an article posted about um, the whole Australia conspiracy. This yeah. is an example of a post from flat Earth believers. Um, And this just, they thought, really encompassed the whole argument pretty well. (laughs) If you think you've ever been to Australia, you're terribly wrong. The (laughs) plane pilots are all in on this and have, in actuality, only flown you to islands close nearby, or in some cases, parts of South America. So South America is real, but Australia, is. just keep that in mind, where they have cleared space and hired actors to act out as real Australians. Australia is one of the biggest hoaxes ever created, and you've all been tricked. Join the movement today and make it known that they have been deceived. So,
0: (laughs) Do they know they're trolling themselves when they make this stuff up? It
1: makes me, like, I think the reason I like conspiracy theories is because we dig so much into, like, people doing really horrible things for really horrible reasons that stuff like this feels like... Almost innocent, (laughs) (laughs) of like, oh, honey, you think this is the bad shit that's going on in the world? Um, Anyway, I lived in Australia for like six months. I know that lived. I stayed in Australia for like six months. Apparently, the guy you were
0: somewhere on an island. I was somewhere.
1: I dated a handsome actor. I guess (laughs) he taught me how to. He doesn't
0: exist. He doesn't exist.
1: Listen. Good acting, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you got me, buddy. Um, anyway, I just thought maybe that was a uh, lighter hearted thing. Also, it's always worth saying that, you know, remembering this. I feel like right now we're really deep into like the religion thing. But Listen, my passion's always been skepticism. Listening
0: to this podcast from Australia,
1: um, you're not. You're not. How dare you? First of all, how dare you lie to us? Mm hmm. Second of all, nice acting.
0: Pinch yourself. dudes. Because I wonder where my parents went hurt. when they went
1: to Australia. Then
0: they lied to you.
1: What about in New Zealand? And like, where like is like Papua New Guinea real or is that where it ends? Sydney Opera
0: House is just a pop up.
1: Sydney. <laughs> I mean, of all the buildings that look fake,
0: yeah, yeah. I'd, <laughs>
1: I'd give you Sydney Opera
0: House. Oh, flat earthers.
1: Oh, that's I the just, smartest
0: thing you've said so far. Just
1: bless their hearts.
0: <laughs> Here is a. Amusing one. Yeah. There's this Christian, there is these two Christian women. They do a YouTube channel. I watch them because you hate They're not not them. They're not the reason I hate myself. I watch them (laughs) because I'm like, they seem normal, and it's like, oh, they're just, they're Christians and they're talking about Christianity. Uh There's no reason to be upset by that. I think they're wrong, but that's whatever. That's That's not a big deal. And I'm, like, watching them slowly descend (laughs) into, like, (laughs) fundamentalism. But they're taking their time with it.
1: Sorry, you mean in the course of one video or just, like, through their journey? No,
0: over the course of at least the past year.
1: Really? Because
0: they started out talking about generic things and how God improves your life, Uh which is, yeah, fine, whatever. But now they're slowly getting into, they're in serious relationships. They're getting married. And now they're talking about how God influences... You know, their, their married life. And now you could see... Because, like, they would never talk about homosexuality. This is what a lot of Christians who are really disturbed by the conversation... Like, the stigma attached to, like, evangelical Christians who are anti-gay. They don't want to deal with that. Yeah. It's like what Joel Osteen does. He just never talks about it.
1: If you don't acknowledge it, it's not a problem. Right.
0: And so, anytime all the reporters ask him, like, "What do you think about this?" He's like, "I just want everyone to live their best life, <laughs> whatever." But it's like, but you that's got what it, I, Oprah. Wants. But that's, you, that's not what you want. Which Jolo is Osteen. why he's done plenty of stuff with Oprah. Yeah. But it's like they—you can't avoid it. At some point, you got to take a position on this because you're telling us to be part of a religion that has a very clear opinion, depending yes. on who's interpreting the material. Right. So anyway, I'm watching these, these videos, um, <laughs> and they ju- they get. It's called Girl Defined. It's these two sisters, part of many sisters, are but this, these two, they are blonde, I think. But anyway. Sorry, do the, you avoid most... people's
1: face blindness again?
0: I do. The, <laughs> they posted a thing. This wasn't a video. This was an article they posted on their website. And I guess they had gotten a lot of requests because they alluded to it in their videos. Mm-hmm. And finally, people were like, post it, post it. So they posted. It's 136 questions you should ask your spouse before you're going to get married. Okay. Or your fiance before you're going to get married. And so I look at this list. Some of them are just, they're Christian. Like, what, what do you understand to be the role of baptism? What's your view on the Sabbath? And what's the role, uh, what's your relationship with the church? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, what's your view on the celebration of Christmas and Easter? Your opinion of personal Pro? witnessing? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's standard yeah, Christian yeah. stuff. That doesn't bother me. It's just like, all right, whatever. I expect if you're serious about your faith, those are good questions to know your partner's answer to.
1: I feel like I know Whatever. whether or not somebody celebrates Christmas pretty pretty early yeah. on in a relationship. <laughs>
0: or like, do you just do you just go to church, or do you do anything with it? I, that's fine. Okay, you can ask it. Okay, then they get into a section going from your spiritual life. They get into a section on your relationships. You know, describe your relationship with your father Ooh. and your mother and other people. Fine. I if yeah, no, no, no. I do want to know, you know, hey partner, what do you have a good relationship with? <laughs> you your wife.
1: Yes. Hey, partner.
0: Yes. Um, other stuff that they said in that list, um, it's they're, they're not a big deal. These are sure. fine questions. Okay. They also get into do you smoke? What are your views on sm- Okay, fine. Do you have any physical mental disabilities, diseases, allergies? All right, I don't care. Okay. All right. Now we get into the good stuff. All right, so Jess, yeah. you're my wife now, oh, a future wife, so I'm going to ask you the questions. Um, describe your standards <laughs> of dress for women. Not you. What should women wear in general?
1: I'm wearing sweatpants and a see-through shirt right now.
0: You hell-bound <laughs> skank. I'm sorry. Do you, watch, do you watch television, comma R-rated movies? <laughs> wait, wait, it gets better. Question. PG rated movies? Mm. No.
1: G only for this girl.
0: <laughs> Dude. Okay. Have you ever been exposed to homosexuality?
1: Um, I made I... out with a gay guy in college once. <laughs> does that count?
0: Does that make you I don't think it does. Can
1: I catch the gay?
0: I have well, you were exposed to it. Yeah. So I guess the gay gene has An LOL on once. To Come on. <laughs> I, here's what I don't get Have you ever been exposed to it?
1: So, so do So can you have
0: a gay friend? Is that what they're no. getting at here? What does that mean? You're exposed to it um, They make it I sound like if, Ebola uh,
1: I wonder if that is their way of saying Have you ever had like a same-sex experience? Relationship
0: or experience Yeah, I think that's right what, But, that's then, what ask, ask, but then ask around, right? that yeah. What is this exposed to it? It's weird <laughs> That's a weird... Okay, what is your view on... This is back to the relationships. (laughs) What's your view on the role of a wife? What are your views on women working outside the home? Look, these are are good questions that you should know the answers to, but the fact that I know what they want the answers to be is
1: the problem. what is your view on women working out the home? I mean, there are some fundamentalist
0: Christians who would say, I don't want a woman working there. That's disturbing. But... But whatever, I get why you want that answered. Because if the woman says she wants to be a stay-at-home mom, and the guy says oh, I'm fine with her working, or more likely the other way around. But like,
1: what's girlfriend doing while she before she's married? That too. How
0: do you not know the answer to some of these questions? Yeah. yeah. Um. Wait, it gets better. What are your views on public swimming? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> there's no There's no explanation <laughs> for these questions, so we're left to to decipher for ourselves. What are you getting at? What is- are you upset because someone might be wearing a bathing suit or you oh, no. might see others in a bathing Is that what they're getting <laughs> I mean,
1: at? I have really bad news. Last weekend, I swam in a pool with two lesbians.
0: Shameless hussy. Oh, you checked God. off two of the boxes <laughs> no! now. Exposure I'm going to get married. Exposure swimming. <laughs> Man. Oh, oh, what else? What else? Oh, no. Um Yeah. Oh, man. Wow. Some of these questions. And wait,
1: did they, so they just like rattled through the questions? They just they rattled through
0: the questions. They didn't give
1: like, if you hear this answer, it's bad. No, they oh, okay. didn't
0: do that. So again, when it comes to the swimming stuff.
1: Public what swimming. Are
0: you um, other things they ask, what are appropriate ways to discipline your children? I'm going to quote this. How many strikes huh? before their dot, 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 whatever, question mark.
1: Dead? <laughs>
0: so. I don't know. <laughs> What are That's
1: they getting so at?
0: What are they getting at?
1: How many strikes All right. before Then the last
0: <laughs> section of the checklist.
1: So, I don't want to.
0: Past sins and confessions.
1: Oh, fuck. Okay, I'm going to write my down.
0: Mhm. Number 1. Are you a virgin? Question mark. Whoops. If not, comma, please explain. <laughs> Like the answer should be no, I'm not. I dated somebody. That should be like
1: <laughs> no, it's not. Please explain. Well, I've had sex. Yeah, so we're done with this. Is that enough? Or I
0: just I'm not because so I'm not. No. Like whatever.
1: Okay, number two. The
0: expectation being you should be a virgin, which sure. again, conservative Christians, I I know that's what they want the answer to be, but this idea that. Because this is what they used to slut shame women. Are yeah. you a virgin? If you're not, tell mm-hmm. me why you're not. Yeah. And by the way, the idea here is that if you had sex with somebody who you're not about to marry, mm-hmm. not only did you ruin your wedding and your marriage mm-hmm. by like having sex with somebody else, you ruined that other person's life because you ruined that person for somebody else. See,
1: okay. Here's where I'm going to take issue. Nobody gives a shit if dudes are virgins or not. This is such yes, a, a, a women slut shaming thing. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean I, I'm sure at some point they're like, Oh, you robbed another woman of whatever. That's like that that is too little too late. You know <laughs> that's not what they care about.
0: Another question in that yeah. same section. Were you or uh-huh. are you uh-huh. involved? Uh oh. Vague word. Were you involved with any of the following? Oh, okay. One. Yeah. Constant thoughts about sex. <clears throat> Hey, guy who used to be 14 years old, (laughs) let me ask you a question. (laughs) All right. Number two, (laughs) masturbation. Whoops. Number three, homosexuality. Again. Again. (laughs) Four, pornography, Mm -hmm. which again, there's a difference between... Seeing wait, it and wait, being addicted to it. Are you
1: involved? Involved
0: in it? again? Decipher that. Like I assume they're meaning: Have you seen it or do you watch it? But like,
1: I don't know. I, okay. is that like an invitation? Do, do they want to watch <laughs> with me? Like, I'm,
0: they do not. <laughs> Number five: X-rated videos, comma games, comma internet site. First of all, X-rated That's videos. Porn. Really? That's These, porn. But That's videos, what porn is. games.
1: No, there's definitely video games that involve. I don't like, think they're
0: talking Grand Theft Auto. Oh, like,
1: then what are they talking about? I, I
0: don't know. Can we have
1: sex in video games? Probably. It oh, I'm like, sure.
0: I wouldn't know because no. I don't play them. But no. like, there's violence more than there's sex. But like, I'm sure you sure can. Sure, there's
1: at least. Boobs. I'm sure
0: there is. Um,
1: I wonder if there's any dongs in. Video and games. then the
0: follow-up what? question to all oh. of this: <laughs> If you were involved in any of those activities, if, but yes. are not now. Why did you stop? Cuz you're asking me these fucking questions. And if you're sti- <laughs> Well, I
1: can't be watching porn right now. And here's the
0: one that really bothered me. I'm talking to you. If you're still involved, are you willing to seek outside counsel?
1: For... So if you think
0: about sex, if you masturbate, Wait. if you watch porn,
1: if you have gay friends, of- are you willing to seek outside counsel?
0: <laughs> I think that's what Again, it's, they did not write this like, list. They also culled conversation... it from uh, John Piper's Desiring God website, uh, a preacher, I believe, Stacy McDonald. Like, they got it from other conservative sources and, and modified it for their own ends. But, but they're pushing this on young girls. That's the idea. That's why they're sharing it, because their audience is a lot of younger women. Um, and the idea, like, what's behind some of these questions...
1: I just hit my dog with a sling toy, so...
0: Well, and now you're going to hell, too. But they didn't know, ask about it's that. It's all
1: garbage. You know what? It's so... Uh, I, what, like, what can I say? That's not been said a million times. It's all fucking garbage. If you, like, you want to masturbate, masturbate. If you're gay, fine. Like, Jesus And if Christ. you care about
0: what other people do... The, like, man, I, for their... Here's the problem. I think... I don't know this girl. I don't know her fiance. I don't know anything about their relationship. So believe me, I'm not judging. I could care less what their relationship is like. But my fear is that a lot of people who might use a checklist like this, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: they're going to ask their partner these questions. Let's assume they're asking in all sincerity. They believe the conservative Christian response to all these questions. They're going to ask. And a couple of things are going to happen. The person they're asking probably the guy
1: mm-hmm. is totally
0: gonna lie about everything correct which is a whole different problem correct that you don't want to deal with if, if you can't talk about this stuff openly we got an issue but the other thing is it suggests that if you have been exposed to this stuff or your partner was exposed to this stuff there's something wrong with them Man, that needs to be fixed
1: exposed is and such what, a loaded what phrase. does that
0: say about how they view everyone else i mean again i know the answer to that question But, like, man, they think so horribly about everybody. Yeah. It's the idea that we're more moral than everybody else, which we'll talk about Jeff Sessions soon. Like, no, you're not. And this doesn't make you better than people, but that's the intention of this checklist to make sure we're living holy lives. Better than everybody else. Right. With their constant swimming and...
1: What is the swimming thing? I don't know.
0: I've thought for a week about the swimming thing because... Is it
1: like skinny dipping?
0: No, because... Because you could wear the burkini and I think they would be upset about it. And just cover your whole body. It doesn't matter. They're upset. Maybe it's... You're going to be seeing other people in bikinis and how dare you.
1: Hmm. That one's truly befuddling. Anyway, I'm really, like, going over... That is way
0: more time than I intended to spend (laughs) on the checklist, (laughs) given all the other stuff I want to talk about, but...
1: Um, what else do you got?
0: (laughs) Let's talk about this thing going on in Canada, because, hi, Canada. What's Um, Canada up to? In Alberta, which is...
1: They just passed legal weed...
0: They So, did. is that
1: what we're going to talk about? That's it's all going to be good news.
0: That's yay! You did something I right.
1: Not, you guys are really knocking it out of the park. Canada and as I, a
0: whole, I, I get it. Good on you.
1: <laughs> the, the bar is low, <laughs> and also like maybe look into your indigenous population. But other than that, y'all are like knocking it out of the like solid B plus.
0: <laughs> Canada as a whole, way better than certain parts of it. So in Alberta. Um, there is basically a law that rec- I can't. Uh, last November in Alberta, okay. they passed a law basically saying uh, schools: if kids join an after-school club, that's fine. Let them join the damn club. Um, unless the basic law said, unless a student was under direct threat of harm, administrators can't just out you against your will. Okay. The law basically said, if you're a member of the Gay Straight Alliance at school, uh-huh. um. You can't, the school administrators can't go to your parents and say, hey, your kid's part of the GSA. Uh, You should look into that. And the thing is, uh, 25 faith-based schools, almost all Christian uh, Catholic schools, Mm. filed a lawsuit, um, and the group organizing all this is the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms, which is their version of, like... A Christian right group in the U.S. They are backed, I believe, by the Koch brothers. It's a conservative group, but twenty-five the Koch brothers. Yeah.
1: what are they doing up there? They, there are tentacles monsters tentacles
0: everywhere. Um, but basically, they're filing a lawsuit to say we have a religious right to do what we need to do with regards to to students who may be involved. Okay. Um, and one of the parts of the lawsuit is says that parents are alarmed at the quote climate of secrecy the legislation creates. It strips parents of the ability to know where their children are, who they're involved with, and what they may be encouraged to think or do.
1: Okay, you lost me there. Because
0: what do you think the Gay Straight Alliance Club does?
1: it's a circle jerk. Have you never been to uh, GSA?
0: Here's what two of the parents who signed the complaint say. They say their autistic teenage daughter joined a GSA, and she was convinced to dress and act like a boy at school.
1: The horror. One, that's that honestly, has never
0: happened ever. That's not no, what these clubs uh, do.
1: But Hammond, if it did, that's the worst also, thing I could literally imagine in my life. Yeah, so right. these people are right to file suit. Yeah.
0: But this idea that if a kid, I mean, think about this. Why do so many students join gay-straight alliances at their school? Same reason they join secular student alliances, mm-hmm. maybe to a way lesser extent, why they join uh, Campus Crusade for Christ or Fellowship of Christian Athletes, because mm-hmm. you want a safe space to discuss your beliefs or to, to meet like-minded people Correct. and to talk about these issues that mean something to you, because there's usually no real place in the school classroom mm-hmm. to discuss all these things, for good reason. Appropriately so. Yeah, so you join an after-school club to do yeah. It. What these schools want to do is to say, it's not enough that you're part of an after school club. We're going to tell your parents where you're at, which means the safe space that these clubs provided, yeah. that is no longer safe for some kids. So what's going to happen as a result? If the lawsuit is successful, kids won't join those groups. if Because think about if this. If
1: they have parents who would not support yeah. that decision. If and those aren't the people who need to be in those groups.
0: Yes, and the kids who aren't telling their parents, they're LGBTQ or even an ally in some cases, mm-hmm. the ones who aren't telling their parents are the ones that need the secrecy. Or at least just say, I'm after school for something. Right. I, I know kids who have done that. They're just saying, I'm after school for chess club. Mine but was they might always
1: go, drama club. There
0: you go. Drama club meets every day, all the time. Yep. Sure it does. It
1: was a cult for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And one of the people... Um, the president of that religious right group, mm-hmm. uh, John Carpe, he said it should be up to teachers and principals to decide when and how to contact parents about these things. Here's his quotation: "There are a handful of parents who will beat their kids for coming home with a bad report card. Do you respond by withholding all report cards from all parents?
1: Holy That's shit!
0: That's his that comparison. Went a lot of weight. Yeah." Whoa. So if they beat you about a report card, you're not gonna keep those a secret. So I guess if you, if they're gonna beat you for being I'm gay, sorry, that's we shouldn't. A
1: principle t- of human children. <laughs> what the fuck, dog?
0: Parents have a right to know because they get to administer justice to their kids by hitting them. Okay. That's his argument for his side.
1: So. Ugh. See, I feel bad saying this now that that garbage yeah. just got aired, but I'm uh, I, I'm trying to be like intellectually honest about this. That like I see if your kid is a minor, mm-hmm. I, I guess I could see like yeah, like my your your parent should your, if you're a parent, you should have the right to know where your kid is, right? Yes, and it's so at I,
0: school. That's the answer to that dilemma, I think. Okay. You need to know who's looking after your kid. And if it's an after-school club, they need to know your kid's at school. But for the school to say, well, specifically, here's what he's discussing. Do you know how many kids I've taught over the years who talk about their relationships to in you? the class? Sometimes to be me, but mostly what to their friends in class. No, not necessarily. But they'll, they'll talk about it just casually. Like, oh yeah, we're, we're dating now. Mm-hmm. Or kids will be like, hey, you know those two kids who flirt in class? They're dating now. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I mean, I don't care. Shut up and do your homework. That's fine. Yeah. That happens all the time. Kids uh, confide in teachers and coaches about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And again, going back to the uh, like confessional booth uh, situation, if there's no harm being done, yeah, no one's going to report that stuff, nor should you. Yeah. They, they trusted you. They expect you to keep that trust. Fine. What the, these people want to do is to say it's not enough to say your kid's safe, your kid's at school. It's we need to tell your parents what you're discussing, who you're with, okay. all, all right. that stuff. It goes beyond what these parents should expect. It's basically saying, I just want to just put a spy camera on your kid. If yeah, that's, that's how you icky. feel, it's it, yeah, it feels icky. It's wrong.
1: It it, it reminds <laughs> me of a thing I saw a little uh, while ago about um, there's certain, um, I don't know if it's, software or something like that so on your computer you as a parent can like see your kid's whole internet history
0: either yeah the browser history or a key or whatever yeah mm-hmm.
1: and I'm like I'm so of two minds on that because on the one hand like w- when the example that was used which is an extraordinarily valid thing is if you are a gay Mormon kid or like you know what I mean like a, a kid who's looking
0: up stuff online yes
1: it, it could potentially not necessarily Mormons, but like anybody conservative, anybody kind of unrelenting like that. It could potentially be a dangerous thing, and you don't have that. But on the other hand, like, but also, what if a kid is talking to like a fucking creep? Like, what if Slenderman is happening <laughs> under them? Like, different
0: issue. They're in harm's way. Then people need to step in to save them. But different.
1: But do the parents have the right to monitor their kids online activity I, regardless? That's
0: between you and your kid. Yeah. And that's a different issue. Like I won't trust those parents as a kid. I wouldn't trust them. I wouldn't mm-hmm. tell them anything because I know they're looking after me, yeah. which will make me have even more secrets and never talk to them about anything. Yeah,
1: that's a good. That's point. a
0: separate issue, but when the school's involved,
1: and then to have the,
0: Yes, but to have the school tattle on you for
1: something yeah, that's no, no, not no, no, a no, no, problem, that's hundred percent right? garbage. Yes, and yes, that's yes. The yes, issue I'm just there, trying so. to. I'm just trying to. Yeah, as a parent, if you want to stalk your kid,
0: like I'll judge you. Weird, but, but okay. <laughs> There's plenty of parents who do things I don't like. I mean yeah. every parent will tell you that about every other parent. Yeah. I hate how they do it. But whatever, it's not your kid. They get to be a parent and they can be awful at I it. I just
1: realized I'm weird about like the way certain people walk horses. I can't imagine as a parent I'm going to be a super <laughs> chill. Like every like,
0: parent judges every other parent. It's oh wonderful. Man. And then you go to like daycare, and they're like, "Hello!" With your, will you bring your kids. Yeah. And I'm like, "What are you thinking about me? I don't, I don't know what I did, but." <laughs> and,
1: oh, Hemant. I got a happier story. Do you have any parent friends? You shouldn't think this long.
0: I was thinking. And your own have parents fr- do not count. You, you even specified beyond friends.
1: Oh, <laughs> it's like friend Hammond. Do you have kids? No. Then, I have then my no. dog. Look how good she is. She's. I think she's knocked out. She's. Yeah. <laughs> I did drug her heavily before this. Um, do I have you drug friends? Your
0: kids? Yeah, but I don't hang out with them very much. Maybe once every long while, not regularly. <laughs> they're and they're too small to have their own friends where we'll hang out with oh, them. Oh, Sure. You know, when they're a little older, different. Do you story.
1: have like playdates? Is that a thing?
0: No, they're in daycare. They have playdates every but day. But also,
1: to be fair, before you had kids, you didn't have friends either. No. So it's not like you want to interact with other humans. That's why we have
0: to have two, so they have a friend.
1: <laughs> I, just a quick sidebar. A couple of people reached out to me because I'm going to be in Seattle, and people were like, oh, are you going to do a meetup? And I asked him, has he ever done a meetup? And he's like, not really. I'm like, of course he hasn't fucking done a meetup. <laughs> he doesn't want to talk to anybody.
0: <laughs> it's been a long time since I've done a meetup. Which is anyway. to say I was going somewhere, and I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm going to try to set up a thing. Uh-huh. If anyone wants to come, come. Um, the only one I can remember is at the Reason Rally in 2012, and it was wonderful, and everyone who stopped by was wonderful, but Sorry, I was really Hemet, sick.
1: we were supposed to hang out at the Reason Rally, and nope, you Nope, ditched you were for s- other
0: friends. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, first <laughs> of all, you told me you couldn't breathe. That's true. Like, literally, before... I was passed out. Before I wrote for Friendly Atheists, before I'd ever met heaven, yeah, yeah. I I think I just emailed him as a reader, like, hey, yeah, my yeah. boyfriend <laughs> and I are driving overnight to go to Reason Rally, and you're like, cool, come meet us, and I was like, cool, and then...
0: You <sighs> ditched of people. me. It was really Never again. It's was, all good. Um, here's a happier story. Seriously Washington, happy. D.C. again. Okay. All right. Then we'll go to D.C. Um, <laughs> this week, Mike Pence did a Republican fundraiser in Pennsylvania. Um, and there's a lot of people who are liberals in Pennsylvania. Yeah. And one of them is State Representative Brian Sims, who is one of the handful of openly non-religious elected officials in the country. Yes,
1: Brian, get it.
0: <laughs> and so... Brian posted on Facebook. I want you to come over and see this, if you could take off your headphones without doing the equipment stuff. He came, he just posted a picture on Facebook.
1: (laughs) Voila. Oh, he's very handsome. (laughs) He's gay. That is incredible.
0: He, yeah, it's a great, great picture of Brian basically sticking his middle finger up. And here's the caption, official welcome. Vice President Mike Pence, let me be the first person to officially welcome you to the city of brotherly love and to my district in the state house. <laughs> to be clear, we're a city of soaring diversity. We believe in the power of all people to live and to contribute black, brown, queer, trans, atheist, immigrant. We yes. want you and we'll respect you. So keep that in mind when you're, while you're here raising money to attack more families, spread more oh, lies, shit. blaspheme with your Bible, and maybe even talk to a woman without your <laughs> wife in the room.
1: Brian Sims 2020!
0: (laughs) He goes on, we have plenty of them, and they're pretty much all more powerful and more real than you've ever been. So, get bent, and then get out. (laughs) Who told the vice
1: president to get bent?
0: Oh my god. State official. Love it. And by the way, if you're offended or you thought his rhetoric went too far, Mike Pence is putting babies in jail, so shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Right?
1: No, it's just all so dystopian. Um... I'm in love with him. Oh,
0: he's fantastic. By he the said way, he's a
1: state representative. He's a state
0: representative. He's been re elected a couple of cycles. Like, he's not brand new. Yeah, because he's
1: the best. Um,
0: by the way, one commenter on that post said, Fox is going to have a field day with this. And Brian responded, I've got one on the other <laughs> hand yes! for Fox yeah, News.
1: Sucks, <laughs>
0: yes, 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 <laughs> yes. Yeah. He, by the way, in 2016, if you look up Brian Sims, uh, he gave an incredible speech. Against a really awful anti-abortion bill in 2016, I, I believe it passed. But he was one of the minority liberals who were like, "No, this is an awful, awful idea." Um, and his speech was just—I think that's the first time I saw him really get into the limelight because it's like, "Oh my God, you got to listen to the speech this guy is giving!" I'm Amazing. I'm swooning over the. <laughs> guy. Um, so he's awesome. So um, check that out. I
1: also have a amusing story. Yes. So there's a man. In Vancouver, head, uh, back up to Canada, his name is Douglas Bevins, mm-hmm. and he was at a car-free event. I don't know what that is, but okay. he decided to sell um, Keto or Keto. Do you know the diet is? Keto? I keto. think it's Keto. Keto-compatible, unfiltered hot dog water hmm. for $37.99. Hot dog water. Hot dog water. Um, he... He, you know those... Um, it's almost
0: like asparagus juice or no, whatever exactly. they called it. You know
1: those uh, Vios or Vios like um, water bottles but they look like capsules? Sure. Kind of? So there are those and they literally just have a hot dog in them.
0: <laughs> so it really is like those asparagus it's ones? the most but literal... But with a hot dog inside. But
1: with a hot dog. Uh-huh.
0: So, um,
1: <laughs> so his goal was to make a point about oh. how marketing of health claims backed by science bullshit helps sell any kind of trash. <laughs> so he's like real deal on the ground. Um, he's a performance artist in real life and a, and a tour operator, but he uh, promised customers that the water would leave to increased brain function, weight <laughs> loss, and a youthful experience. Even erasing crow's feet when applied to the face in the form mm. of a lip balm, which oh my God. he also happened to sell. <laughs> Quote, he's uh, this man. Quote, we noticed that some people were rubbing lip balm on their crow's feet, and they were swearing the crow's feet were disappearing before their eyes. <laughs> One man who rubbed the lip balm on his dome... Said, <laughs> sent him pictures suggesting it promoted hair growth. Um, well, well, many people laughed. I really
0: he, hope he has video while he's doing this. I
1: hope so, too. Uh, well, many people laughed, he said others were impressed by the health benefits it experienced with his unique products, including body spray and <laughs> hot dog water breath freshener. <laughs> yes. Are you ready? Buckle in. He sold 60 liters worth of the product. <laughs> um, so this okay, this is where okay, this really is one of my favorite things that have happened because I love people getting called out on their like pseudoscience bullshit. Yes. And this is such a magical way to do it. He told people, and this is the best like pseudoscience logic is my favorite. He told people, <laughs> he told people the water creates quicker sodium uptake for good health uttering, sh- uttering blah blah. quote because do- uh, because hot dog water and perspiration resemble each other so when you drink hot dog water it bypasses the lymphatic system whereas other waters have to go through your filtering system so really hot dog water has three times as much uptake as coconut water <laughs> quote we're helping people empowering them to use an- oh so this is i'm sorry that was all his bullshit. And then he said about like his sort of experiment: we're helping people, empowering them to to make informed decisions in their purchasing choices. That's a message. Um, he wants consumers to bypass slick marketing, think about what they're buying, especially in the age of social media clicks. Um, uh, he and he said he thought of it as an art performance. And he said art, I think, as a way has a way of doing this better than if this was a public service anna- announcement. There's an image. Attached to it, and that's and that it's ridiculous. I love this man. He's the real hero. Canada, congratulations on producing Douglas Bevan's Canadian hero. (laughs) I just, it's so perfect because it's so it's so close to reality with like asparagus water.
0: Good job. But just like toes that
1: line into absurdity, but not (laughs) doesn't jump over it. Anyway, it's I like really those people who are
0: like, it. Can you sign my petition against dihydrogen uh, then, monoxide? Mm-hmm. It's killing everything.
1: Yeah, it's in everything. Every person who drinks it dies. Yeah. Uh, those are pretty good ones, too. <laughs> those
0: are good. This is uh, Focus on the Family Christian well, group that is now they... a church. Remember, they're a ministry. Uh, the chief minister of the group now, Jim Daly, wrote an article responding to the immigration crisis oh my God. and basically. You know, he wanted to say what's happening is horrible and how dare we do that. But again, this is focus on the family. You can't just condemn Republicans. No. What are you going to do? Your That's membership's going to, yeah. So he couldn't do that. So what does he do instead? Because he can't say baby jails are good. So here's what he basically wrote. He did criticize what was going on with families being torn apart, separated. We don't know where the hell they're, they are.
1: But? But...
0: He also condemned Planned Parenthood.
1: Oh sure, right.
0: Planned Parenthood. Uh, He said so brave going after the real villain. Permanently separates children from their parents each and every day. Mm -hmm. Um, In fact, the most dangerous place for a child to be is in the womb of a woman inside a Planned Parenthood clinic, which is weird because I didn't know children were in wombs. That's not how biology works. He also added, it would be a good thing if the same degree of energy we see exhibited for the border crisis was applied to the domestic crisis surrounding the American family.
1: What's the domestic crisis?
0: uh, That women have rights. Oh, sorry about that, Doug. Yeah. Um, And then he went on. This is another thing he said. A Republican solution isn't the ultimate answer, but nor is a Democrat one the cure for what ail? He's both sidesing. This thing. He wanted government officials to work together toward a humane and God-honoring solution. How do you humanely not put babies in, or put, keep babies in jail? What's the compromise on that?
1: Well, they're, they're jails, but they're nice jails.
0: Yeah, apparently. They're
1: like Swedish jails, probably.
0: <laughs> like, their group name is Focus on the Family, and they can't even bring themselves to talk about, let's keep the family unit together. How useless have they become?
1: Yeah, I, I think this this crisis that we're dealing with right now has brought out the worst. What aboutism in in the country of just like, well, yeah, we're worried about these kids, but what about soldiers? Like, well, okay, we're not talking about that right this second, but like, I appreciate your concern vis a vis soldiers, or just, uh, I mean, it's this has been a a. Um, a master class in bad arguments and arguments that lead nowhere and are circular. And, um, anyway, it's just been an upsetting week, uh... Yeah. All over.
0: Here's, um... While we're on the subject of focus on the family and everything they care about, this is a story that I did not see coming, but someone alerted me to it, and I'm like, oh, well, this is sad. I've never heard of the man. His name is Rory Feek, F E E K. He's a country musician. He has written songs for a lot of other musicians that, if you're a fan of country music, you've probably heard because they topped the charts there. Mm -hmm. So, this guy is well known in that community, he's well respected in that community as a writer. And I guess he just come, uh, came out with the book this week, his memoir. It's called Once Upon a Farm because that's where he grew up. And it's a story about his wife, uh, second wife, I believe, uh, his wife, Joey, who died of cervical cancer in 2016. Mm. And kind of the background of the story is before she died, they had a daughter um, who was born. Her name is Indiana Boone. All right. Okay. Uh, she has Down syndrome. And so... When his wife died, he's now a single father to this girl that has special needs. And so he has to take care of that. It's incredibly hard. And on top of that, uh, from his previous marriage, he also has two other daughters. And they're helping him. But, like, he's a single father now. That's really, really hard. So he wrote this memoir. He is devoutly Christian. And he talks about that in the book, too. So you would think oh, no wonder a Christian publisher wanted him to write this book. This is a compelling story by a guy who's well-respected, and my goodness, look at the challenges he has to deal with now, and how is he dealing with it? And how is his faith helping him overcome those struggles, I'm sure. Like, that's the gist of the book. But he posted something this week on his personal website the day of the book's release, I believe on Tuesday, where he said the book isn't available in most Christian bookstores. It's not being sold. And really? the reason he basically said, they didn't give him a specific reason, because again, as an author, you're, you're not it's really called talking once to the bookstore firm.
1: That feels like Christian bookstore <laughs> right? fodder to me. Right?
0: Uh, he thinks, he's like, I know why. why. It's because of a single chapter where I really talk about my two other daughters, okay. not the one with Joey, but the two older ones. And the thing is, It it has nothing to do with the divorce and the remarriage. That's fine. It's not even the issue that his older daughter, Heidi, is an open atheist, which he talks about a little bit in the book. Cool. Uh, Very much of a live and let live kind of family. Like, I raised you this way. You have your beliefs. I disagree. Whatever. You're a good person. That's pretty much... They don't care about that either. He thinks the issue is his middle daughter, whose name is Hopi. Um, She is a... Hopi,
1: H-O-P-I? Like the Native American With an E at the end. Hope, okay,
0: yeah, so she's a Christian also.
1: What's the oldest daughter's name? Heidi. Oh, you did say that. Heidi, Hopi, and Indiana, and Indiana Boone.
0: And basically, Hopi disagrees with some church doctrine. And um, CBS Sunday Morning actually did a segment on his family talking about this story last week. He's prominent, yeah, so he's he's not a nobody, he's he's well known. Here's the section I'm not going to read the whole thing, but here's the gist of it in this chapter, he talks about Hopi coming up to him. This is shortly after Joey died. And Hopi comes up to him, and she's crying about something. Not uh, the mother, but um, saying, okay, just tell me, Hopi, I said again. It's okay. And she did. She told me that her friend Wendy is more than just her friend. And they had been dating for almost a year, and she was in love. How, a how st- old was she? She, uh, I'm guessing late teens, maybe. I okay. am um, I could be wrong on that. But a tear, st- hes writes, a tear started to fall from my eye. Oh. And she said... See, you're judging me. And without even knowing I was, I was. She could see it in my face, see it in my eyes. She said, I wasn't going to tell you right now. You've been through so much. Immediately turning her pain to compassion for me and for Joey. Okay, so he admits in the book this happened. He did not handle it well. He wasn't sure how to take that information because, again, he's a conservative Christian. Mm-hmm. And he's also torn by the fact that Joey waited. She uh, obviously, I'm sorry, Hopi waited to tell him this. She didn't say it when Joey was alive because he knew, she knew her mother, her stepmother, would not approve of it. Jesus. <clears throat> right? So she waited. And now that uh, Joey was gone, she came out to her father. And so fast forward now year and a half later, after she comes out, um, he is out of town somewhere. It is the an- what would have been the anniversary of him and Joey's uh, wedding. Mm-hmm. Hope he calls him with some news. Guess what? Wendy asked me to marry her. Aww. Silence. And then he writes, no, actually, there wasn't silence. I loved her too much to do that to <laughs> her. Congratulations, honey. I said, I'm so happy for you. Unquote. And the truth is, I was, and I am still. You're
1: crying. Stop it. You're crying.
0: (laughs) So, great. He accepts her. That's wonderful. He goes on to write, and I think this is important, so I want to get this out. Um, Basically saying, how does he reconcile that acceptance Mm -hmm. with his religious beliefs? And here's what he says. As far as the church goes, I am not the judge there either. My faith says that it's wrong, that it's wrong for me. And so I will live my life trying to live what I believe. But Hopi's faith is her faith. It is between her and God and no one else. You and I can try to judge her and condemn her or anyone else. But honestly, we don't have any right to cast the first stone. At least I don't. Not with all the stones I've thrown in my life.
1: Okay. That's a really sweet story. I mean,
0: it's about as honest and genuine a response you would get from someone. I would, in any other way, be like I would call this guy a bigot. Because those beliefs are harmful and wrong. But... To watch him say, look, these are my beliefs, so I won't be gay, as if that's how it works. But he accepts his daughter. And he's like, I'm happy for you. It's baby steps. Yeah, baby steps and big baby steps. And like, I approve of you and I love you. (laughs) So anyway, look, this is probably the best you could hope for without the guy like not. Yeah, (laughs) I mean,
1: I think in in the confines of what he feels comfortable admitting to himself and, and to the reader, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's. I'm not going to say best possible outcome. It is super not, but like, uh, good, good, good. He didn't disown his kid.
0: No, and they get along. And if you watch the CBS segment, which we'll link to in the show notes, like they're, they they talk to Hopi, they talk to Wendy, oh. and you could see the love between all of them. They get along well, and I they're love tight. Them. Yeah, right. Like it's wonderful. Good on him. It good is on never that book. To be in love and, happy. and again, Christian bookstores won't sell this book right. because it it speaks approvingly of homosexuality, and not just homosexuality. A lot of books will do that, but specifically gay marriage. It speaks like it doesn't condemn gay marriage. That's no good oh, for God. these books. And I'm, I'm, they didn't. Up. He didn't specify which ones, but Lifeway is known as the biggest Christian yeah. bookstore. They've They've said no to books for a lot of issues. Yeah, so, I mean, just the way they... If that's the state of conservative Christianity now, where this guy, who is famous in his niche, who has that respect, who is a conservative, and isn't afraid to say so...
1: Yeah, they can go kick rocks. Hey, did you see the wine that we're drinking?
0: What are we drinking? Prophecy. Isn't that cool? Interesting. I
1: found a shade at the Target. (laughs) I Um, got you an $11 bottle of wine. Look at you springing.
0: Uh, since you brought up the hot dog juice guy, yes. this seems like a good time do you want to, to talk, talk about
1: him more because I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I want to talk about Gwyneth Paltrow's goop. Uh, Wait,
1: Gwen Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah. I heard Gwen Stefani in my head, and I was like, there's another as one? As far
0: as I know, she is not part of this. All
1: right, Gwen. Uh, Gwyneth
0: Paltrow, <laughs> who is the one who said stick jade eggs in your vagina, they'll help you somehow. And you should try coffee enemas, because that'll help you somehow. Hey guys,
1: again, I've done this before. If you do a coffee enema, <laughs> please let the coffee cool down first.
0: Use decaf. I mean, it's basic <laughs> hygiene. Um, by the way Goop now worth a quarter billion dollars because yeah, is stupid mad about right? that
1: then and I'm yeah. mad about it now.
0: So they recently changed the website a bit and they're I guess they're trying to be more mature is the wrong word but because it's a quarter billion dollar company and there's they're beholden to more people and they're trying to avoid lawsuits and stuff. Oh,
1: so they're being a they're little lighter now, with yeah. the claims.
0: Well, not lighter with the claims. Uh-huh. They're labeling the articles on their website with new tags. Okay. And so there's five new tags. For exa- And here's the thing. Here's what they won't say. Jade eggs, this product is bullshit. They did not label it bullshit. I mean,
1: honestly, that's not good marketing. So, like, I'm not <laughs> mad about that. So
0: here's what they're doing. There are five categories for uh, articles and products. Number one, for your enjoyment. Yikes. And they came with an explanation. There probably aren't going to be peer-reviewed studies about this concept. But it's fun and there's real merit in that. There's real merit in the fun? In the fun. So, some articles are for your enjoyment. Number two, ancient modality. This practice is nearly as old as time. Many find value in it, even if modern day research hasn't caught up yet. It's in parentheses. It's possible the practice will never attract its attention.
1: Yeah, no shit, dog. So, that's
0: ancient modality. Number three, speculative but promising. There's momentum behind this concept, though it needs more research to elucidate exactly what's at work. Number four, supported by science. There is sound science for the value of this concept and the promise of more evidence to come uh, soon. That may prove its impact, which, by the way, that's not how science works. You don't say, hey, there's a paper here. There's more to come. No, no, no. When when that paper gets written, we'll talk. Mm -hmm. There's not more to come until it's there. Science does not promise a specific answer. Okay. Number five, Uh rigorously tested. The validity of this concept is pretty much undisputed within the world of MDs, DOs, NDs, and PhDs. So doctors, doctors who couldn't get into med school, bullshit doctors, (laughs) and Uh research people. So basically, here are the categories. Useless. Useless without even pretending to be science. Useless masquerading as science. (laughs) Useless, but one person wrote a paper about it somewhere that we can link to and theoretically not useless. But here's here's the problem with all this. Like, the rigorously tested, let's assume for a second, give them the benefit of the doubt, that's scientific. Uh It has backing. Everything else is pseudoscience. Like, even if one paper was written about it, Science has to be repeatable and testable. Like, one paper does not do it justice necessarily. And some of the stuff, like, the some of the For Your Enjoyment articles include a piece about, like, a medical medium discussing the origins of thyroid cancer. That I don't care yes. what she says, that's not for my enjoyment because some people are going to read that and say, well, I guess this person knows something about thyroid cancer.
1: When's your birthday?
0: Uh... February 25th.
1: Okay. Why do you have to think about things for so long? Like I feel like I can answer. Now you how many I got to remember
0: baby's birthdays too uh, and now my head's all fogged up.
1: So, um I know what I'm going to get you.
0: It's, it's goop shit. No.
1: It is. It's from uh Paper Crane Apothecary which is a strong start. It's called Chill Child Kid Calming <laughs> Mist.
0: We talk about. Okay.
1: Oh, it's on. It's on your list.
0: It's, uh, yeah. So
1: it's not going to be a surprise when I buy it for you. It's Kid twenty-seven dollars. Yeah, it's
0: a rosewater and reeky crystal infused aroma aromatherapy mist. Yeah. Um. By the way, that one doesn't have any label. Oh really? Uh, yeah. Uh, here's a beautiful way of doing this. Like. <laughs>
1: Lovers uh, Oil. Oh, I'm so into this website. I've never looked. Go ahead. C-
0: congratulations on being condoms. every other white woman who looks at that site. Who is their target audience? They sell
1: condoms, ten pack for fourteen bucks. That's what's not bad. wrong with them.
0: There's got to be something wrong with them.
1: Condoms. We can all feel good about. No, they seem chill. Uh, Ooh, condom variety gift set. Ooh, it's a gift set. Across <laughs> the room, <laughs> that would be. You such know a who weird you shouldn't
0: gift? give it to. Whoever's asking that hundred thirty six <laughs> question. <laughs> Okay, doc, okay, Yeah. Uh, you keep one of the people who's been criticizing Goop forever, mm-hmm. uh, who's you? awesome, <laughs> is Dr. Jen Gunter, who is fantastic, is just a watchdog of Gwyneth Paltrow, and she blasted them for this new labeling system, basically saying, like, you are having to go back and point out for these same women that you said you were empowering or whatever, that most of these posts have no science and many were a, just a joke? The fact that Goop is retroactively trying to cover their asses in an effort to seem more respectable is the ultimate in medical gaslighting.
1: Nice. Boom. Drop that mic, girl. Uh huh. Cool. So, Yeah, goop. Um, man, Goop, I don't know. Stick to selling $500 blouses. Good. Don't sell like them huh? made out of jade. Um, Do
0: you want one more pissed off? Oh, this it is it about angry. Jeff Sessions? Not yet. Oh. Texas. Governor, we'll talk about him in a second. Here's the backstory you need to know to it make sense Perry about it. No,
1: Rick Perry's doing another thing. No,
0: it's uh, Greg Abbott. But oh. basically, there's a anti abortion group called Operation. It's <laughs>
1: Greg Abbott, just Rick Perry <clears throat> when he put on his, his glasses. I
0: think so. There's it's like a, Superman and Clark it's Kent. It's with, ego. Yeah, except for the right. Uh, Operation <laughs> Save America.
1: No. Oh, <laughs> I hate anti- it already. They're
0: against abortion, gay people, and Muslims. That's what they do. The guy sure. who runs it is named Rusty Thomas. Those are
1: definitely the biggest problems with America. Yes. They're really uh, nailing it.
0: Rusty Thomas is the director. This group has basically there was a Hindu that delivered an invocation in the US Senate years ago. They shouted him down from the balconies. Cool.
1: Good Christian values. Um, they dog. also
0: burned a copy of the Quran and a rainbow flag to to prove some point, I don't know what it was. That,
1: but that's who these that people rainbows are. are fl-
0: <laughs> so Rusty Thomas runs that group. His son, whose name is Jeremiah, is 16, and this is sad. Um, he is in the hospital with bone cancer.
1: Oh fuck!
0: Yeah, uh, he may not have long to live.
1: Oh, I'm and sorry so, to hear that.
0: Very sad, definitely. Um, so lately, he's been kind of—I I don't know how long he has. It doesn't seem like this is a thing that's going to get better. And so one of the things that has happened in the past week is he's gotten calls from politicians. Where, Because he is an activist like his dad, pushes for the same issues. And one of the people who called him up was Governor Greg Abbott from Texas. And Abbott, and by the way, the other one who visited him in person was Dan Fisher, who is a gubernatorial candidate in Oklahoma. He hasn't won his primary yet. Mm -hmm. He's actually ranked like fourth, (laughs) a distant fourth in the Republican primary. But he's running for Oklahoma governor. Dan Fisher came to his hospital room. Wow. Both of them promised him the same thing. We are going to abolish abortion completely because it's your dying wish. You're giving me a look.
1: Yeah. Yes. I'm doing my crazy teag and look am yeah. That makes me uncomfortable on One, many levels. This
0: kid's dying wish is to, apparently, Not to make die. women suffer. Um, well, he wants abortion. Like, rape victims? Now make them give birth to the rapist babies. <laughs> Oh, women who have whatever, a medical defect, maybe the baby's going to be stillborn, something horrible. Nope, they got it. You can't mm-hmm. have an abortion. You can't induce it. You can't have it for medical reasons. Just Greg yeah, Abbott said, we'll just declare all abortions murder. We'll do the, the life. Jesus, like, fuck. Uh, they'll just declare everything, uh, personhood amendments, all that stuff. Um, but Greg Abbott is calling this kid and saying, yep, because of you, I'm going to make sure abortion's illegal. I'm. I'm. By the way, I'm not knocking the kid. I don't care what the kid says. No, the kid is the not kid a is bad a kid. Guy here. But Greg Abbott to call him and Dan Fisher to go to his room and say, because of you, I'm going to make sure women don't have equal rights, and I'm going to make sure they suffer, and we're going to make abortion illegal. Um, by the way, in a way, if it doesn't happen, because there will be opposition, even even some Republicans will oppose all restrictions. Um, I just then, don't then, then Greg Abbott lied to the kid Which is a whole different story Like I promise you I'm going to ban abortion Well you're not Well But even if you restrict it To the point What
1: about my dying wish I could be dying He doesn't know
0: Yeah what's your dying wish To, to not have abortion
1: restrictions To outlaw Greg Abbott
0: That too That could be done Maybe
1: I just I just I'm, I think we're living in this moment That like Is really showing everybody f- For who they are And what they truly believe <laughs> And like the, i I mean, it's all all over the internet. This is not an original thought, but the people who are like, oh, all lives matter. Are like, are you sure? Because yeah. don't seem to
0: care about brown. Right. Kids. What was the Fox News this morning? Like, well, these kids are from, you know, Central America. They're, They're not, not from, from Idaho. Idaho.
1: Oh my God! Like, suck my what? deck.
0: Puerto Rico is in the country. Flint is in the country. You don't care about them either. No,
1: but space traveling. What's it? What's <laughs> right. the thing called? Space
0: force. Space force. <laughs>
1: Oh, okay. for, I just can 't right now like, it,
0: last week we talked about or maybe two weeks ago Ireland is moving in the direction of human rights, yeah and they 're fighting for rights and and freedom for women to be able to control their bodies yeah. and here we have in Texas you know the leadership promising to move in the other direction, um, and they 're trying to do it em- emotionally by you know having a dying kid that they 're using as a prop, basically. To do all this. like, Don't do it because it's the right thing to do. Do it because this kid is dying. Like, oh, it's just the political stunt of the worst kind.
1: and here's what, so, so my husband and I have, like, talked about having kids in the future. And it's just, like, this thing that I've been sitting on about, like, what are the responsibilities? What does it mean for my life? What does it mean for a kid's life? How would I pay for it? How would it get cared for? Would I be a good mom? Like all, and I think about it nonstop. And like I, I it's not even like in the direct future. To me, having a child is such a major responsibility and a com, <clears throat> uh, obviously a lifelong commitment, especially for a householder where we're both working. And right. what does that mean for? childcare during the day. So I guess I'm just confused about why people think that anybody who doesn't very much want to have a kid would make even a remotely good parent. And that's not to say that people who had accidental pregnancies or whatever, or are irresponsible, like, that's, that's not to say that that's not true, but to me it is such an awesome responsibility to even consider that for you to point at, like, a 16-year-old girl and be like, well, fucking deal with it, gal. And, like, Mm -hmm. and not only that, just the physical, the nine months of going through a pregnancy, which is extraordinarily difficult. And I have friends who recently had kids, and they're like, yeah, that fucking sucked. Like, I hated every (laughs) moment of that. And that's not true for everybody, but, like, it's just...
0: I, I understand. It's just
1: not something to be taken lightly. So, to pretend that that a a pregnancy is something that you should just deal with for a little bit and then deal with this kid. like it's just it's astounding and so heartless <clears throat> to both the potential parents and the potential kids. I mean and we see study after study like it after in the wake of Roe v. Wade, all of a sudden crime went down when, you know, eighteen years after Roe v. Wade, crime went down and and all this shit and it was like, oh, because people could not have kids that they didn't want and couldn't care for. Maybe we as a society should only bring in new humans who are wanted.
0: Or work to make sure they have healthcare and childcare and early childhood education right. and
1: birth control
0: access and all of that. Yeah. Which they do not focus on.
1: Yeah. It's obviously um, a thing I let's think let's talk about, about a lot.
0: this. Yeah. F for good reason. Because some for some reason this is still something women and everyone
1: my pen is running out of ink. I got it's this pen good. at my first day of work at Aww. the Chicago Tribune in 2012. Aww.
0: I wish it said Tronk. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> That's the other one, isn't it? I don't remember. It's funny. name's gone now. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about Jeff Sessions and uh,
1: I forgot <clears throat> about Tronk.
0: <laughs> let's talk about Jeff oh, Sessions. He's in the
1: marketing department of the Chicago Tribune. <laughs> Tronk was a good marketing step. Go ahead, Emmett. Talk about your other <laughs> thing.
0: No, I don't even I don't even have this in front of me, but uh, because it did happen earlier in the week, uh, Jeff Sessions, who quoted Romans uh, 13 and said, we have to obey the government, so everything we're doing is <laughs> Jeff fine. Jeff Sessions,
1: the worst Keebler right. elf.
0: <laughs> uh, not only did uh, a lot of religious people speak out against what he said, his own United Methodist Church, 600 different people, mm-hmm. leaders within the church, basically wrote, signed onto an open letter saying you're not, uh, even if the, we can't convict you of anything or whatever, even if you're not breaking they the law per se, we want to be on record saying you're breaking the church's law. I forgot which one. It's not in front of me. But they want to condemn him from the church. They want the church to rebuke him. Yeah. And what a sight it would be oh. if he tried to get communion or something at church, and they said no, kind of like the Catholic judge with uh, the Catholic church does with politicians who are Catholic but they're also supportive of abortion rights. Wait, they they, won't what do they give do? Them, they won't give it to him.
1: Will they like stiff him in front of yeah. everybody? Really? And it always—it's
0: always like a political statement by the church. It always sure. gets—it always gets online. And yeah,
1: I did a tiny bit of research. Um, so um, he belongs. The sessions belongs to the United Methodist Church, which one day I'm going to get myself a chart of all the different flavors <laughs> of Christianity so I can keep them straight. Um, so the United Methodist Church has a book of discipline. Um, they and so 640 um, Methodists signed on to charge him. Um, uh, so these include a reconciling process that would help his long-term members step back from harmful actions and work to repair the damage he is currently causing to immigrants, particularly family and children. Um, while other individuals and in areas of the federal government are implicated in each of these examples, Mr. Sessions, as a long-term United Methodist and in a tremendously powerful public position, is particularly accountable to us, his church. Um, it was spearheaded by um, by a Reverend David Wright, who's a chaplain at the University of Puget Sound in Tacoma, Washington. Quote: The goal is to helpfully get Attorney General Sessions to talk to his pastors and church leaders, bring his position in line with the church's doctrines and social prin- principles, and end the damage he's causing. Um, he says that he Wright says he doesn't want Sessions to be removed from the church. That would be a tragedy. We are a big tent denomination. So, okay again, classic Jess of two minds on this thing. One is, I'm in love with this whole situation of <laughs> Jeff, Jeff Sessions. Like, the calls come from in the, inside the house, buddy. Like, But, I'm, uh, I don't know. Do we feel okay having that much having somebody's church be able to like, tap into the Attorney General's conscience in that way?
0: I, Yes. I am totally fine with them saying, you're yeah. a member of our church. You pronounce yourself, you say it, that yeah. you're a member of our church. Well, as leaders of the church that you belong to, you're doing church wrong. You're doing your religion wrong. They can denounce you for him for that Yeah. and separately say, you know, ethically, this is the wrong position. A lot of churches have done that. Mm-hmm. A lot of religious groups and atheist groups have done the same thing. We can all denounce the humanity... The lack of right, um, of what they're doing, but them specifically, yeah, call them <laughs> out. You're doing the religion wrong. Stop, I mean, selfishly, stop making us look bad, right? But, two, like, what the hell did we teach you?
1: Not this, but I guess the flip side of that is, say, um, say a Catholic politician came out in favor of gay marriage, yeah, or whatever. And this exact same thing happened, like, we would be having the same conversation, but with different tones. No,
0: but the issue, I think, would be, and and again, they do it with abortion, where they, they may not write the open letter, but they will basically say, you don't deserve communion, you're not following Catholic doctrine. Interesting. And it's like, yeah, fine, I mean, who cares what the hell they think? (laughs) Like I'm still in favor of the politician They can do whatever they want This is more
1: shocked and fruit than anything else Yeah and (laughs) every time
0: I see Those clips of the Bishops or priests not Giving communion it's like That's I can use That to say this is why you shouldn't go to Catholic Church like this guy supports women's Rights the priest doesn't Which side do you want to be on right I mean so I don't care what they do I'm gonna I. it's fine Yeah it's fine
1: Um, I had
0: one last one. Tell me if there's anything else.
1: Oh, I was just wondering if you wanted to talk about Melania's jacket. (laughs) What a
0: stupid jacket. Where are you? Oh.
1: Okay, here's the thing. Okay. Okay. Just really quick. Here's the baffling thing. This was not done by accident. This is no. a this is a $40 coat that sold at Akira Akira, I think, which is okay. a place I've shopped at. And <laughs> I guarantee you it is the like in the Venn diagram of places that I shop at and Melania <laughs> Trump. It's, it's a dot and it's Akira when I was 24. Uh-huh. Um so it's so it, it so it's not by accident, I guess, is my point. And like I've heard these, like <laughs> High level, like spy versus spy theories, of they had her trot out in that jacket to pull focus, you know, yes, pull a, it's news a distraction cycle.
0: from baby jails.
1: But, but okay, two things. One, whew, you could do something more subtle than that. Two, like, how? How? How?
0: What did it say? You do not care. I don't care. I don't really care.
1: I don't really care. Do you, or yeah. something? I don't even
0: I, know what that's supposed to be in general.
1: No, I mean it's a, Is it like it's a, every literally there's nothing about it that's good except for <clears throat> like I would wear that jacket of a right I not I kinda like I had
0: it. the privilege not to care about any of this stuff too, but like as a human, I but don't just
1: like the optics are so bad that it can't be a, a mistake. Like no, she I didn't, think
0: I think you're right. They did it to distract, because they knew everyone would talk about it. But also here's the takeaway from this. What she did was stupid. She, I, I think it's also stupid that she said like "good luck" to the refugees. <gasps>
1: what was she yeah. doing? Heaven. Here's the
0: thing. Here's what you take away from this: Don't treat her with kid gloves. Yeah. She is complicit, complicit just as much as Ivanka is complicit. You're right. And Mike Pence is complicit. Never. Here's one thing I've tried to do every time I'm writing about any of these issues: Never just say this is a Trump problem. It's a Republican problem. Right. It is every single person associated with this party is part of the problem. Yeah. Because unless you're leaving like uh, Steve Schmidt did this week, just mm-hmm. saying this is my party, Which, I'm good leaving. For it. Him. Yeah. Um, like d- it's one thing to denounce them and say this isn't the party I grew up with or something, or this isn't the party I used to be a part of. Right. But like, no, leave or say, I'm gonna vote with the Democrats until you stop mm-hmm. being crazy. There's so many things they could do without giving up their conservative um, resume. Yeah. But they won't. No. So screw it. Um, Here's the last thing I wanted to to bring up because it was a big deal when it happened, I think. Uh, And the story has to do with Majid Nawaz, who is a former Muslim terrorist who is now on the side of reform and is now working to reform other people because he kind of understands where they're coming from, how they use the Quran to manipulate people. so
1: other Muslims?
0: Uh, Extremists. Extremists, And he's trying to, yeah, bring them on the right side. He has an organization that he uses to do all this too. Mm -hmm. Um, A couple of years ago... Uh, The Southern Poverty Law Center, which does all the hate group labels, they put him on a list of anti-Muslim extremists. And they put, yeah, they put him on, they also put Ayan Hirsi Ali on that list.
1: Anti-Muslim. Yeah. Oh, that doesn't And it's weird because, well. like,
0: Nawaz, who still, by the way, at least on paper, calls himself a Muslim, mm-hmm. just a very reformed one. Mm-hmm. And Ayon Hirsi Ali, who is an atheist, but, like, when she's speaking about Islam, she's talking about the form she grew up with. Right. She's talking about getting, you know, genital mutilation. She's talking about, her latest book, I believe, has that whole section about, here's what we can do to help change, like, uh, uh, conservative right. Islam right. and make it more moderate. Mm-hmm. She's not saying moderate Muslims are the problem. Right. None of these people are saying Malala is a problem. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But again, they're on this list along with genuine bigots. Um, a couple not years great, ago, guys. Yeah, Southern Poverty Law Center. What are you doing?
1: Get it together. So
0: this happened a couple of years ago, and the reasons they put him on the list for was also strange. Because like, what are you possibly going to say? For Nawaz, they said things, uh, they said weirdness. Here's what they said, sorry. Here's what they (laughs) said for Nawaz. They said one of the things that made him a bigot is he once tweeted out a cartoon Uh of Jesus and Muhammad, um, despite the fact, I'm quoting here, despite the fact that many Muslims see it as blasphemous to draw Muhammad. Okay. The comic is Jesus and Mo. It's something I've posted on my site. It's something that oh, yeah, yeah. is known in some atheist circles. And it's basically like two guys of different religions, obviously, um, just kind of arguing about little small things. And yeah. the conclusion is like, it's silly because you're both kind of doing the same thing. Right. But it's cute. So anyway, in this case, it's not even a comic. It's a picture of the two guys saying, Jesus, hey, Muhammad." Mohammed. How you doing? That was the Wait, tweet. Really? That was it. And what Majid posted was: "This Jesus and Mo cartoon is not offensive, and I'm sure God is greater than to feel threatened by it." That was it. Cool. That's what they were Sounds citing like me hates as
1: hate. All Muslims to me. Right. Yikes.
0: <laughs> um, that's not anti. By the way, myself included. When Draw Muhammad Day was a thing, mm. um, I posted pictures on my website because I think this is a free speech issue. It's not about whether you're offended by it. That's a discussion we can have whether yeah, but we should do it. you're
1: a true monster, so.
0: I know. But again, this is a free speech issue. That's right. why he posted it. Right. Other things they pointed out. They said he was once spotted at a strip club. <gasps> like, what are they doing? Why was Southern Property Law Center citing... I mean, you're reading... Wait,
1: and what does that have to do with being anti-Muslim?
0: Nothing. Nothing. So, again, didn't make okay. any sense. Ayan Hirsi Ali, her closest friend was stabbed to death by an extremist Muslim. Like, that's her life. And yet, she's anti-Muslim. First of all, if she was, I would kind of get it. But she's not even. She's anti- extremist. Yeah. She's anti-radical. Yeah. Um, so, anyway.
1: Nice, Southern Poverty okay. Law Center. Okay, so
0: they're on the list. So, uh, Nawaz sued the Southern Poverty Law Center for defamation. Uh, He said he was going to sue them. And then for the longest time, it didn't happen, Mm -hmm. which made me very curious. Like, you're raising money, but you're not suing. Oh, yeah. But it finally happened. Uh, He announced it on Bill Maher's show, of all places. He did file the lawsuit. And that was a couple of months ago. And this week, the Southern Poverty Law Center, they, they, they had a settlement. And part of the settlement is that a couple things. One, the Southern Poverty Law Center's president, Richard Cohen... Issued a formal apology on the website. Cool. That apology now takes the place of all the URLs that used to link to the thing attacking Nawaz. Mm-hmm. Um, in it, he said, quote, after getting a deeper understanding of Nawaz and his organization's views, and after hearing from others from whom we have great respect, for whom we have great respect, we realize we were simply wrong to have included Mr. Nawaz and Quilliam, his group, in the field guide in the oh, first cool. place. That's good. Um, Fine. He also added, they are most certainly not anti-Muslim extremists. Great. Other thing he said and did, SPLC paid Nawaz and Quilliam $3.375 million as part of the settlement. And what Cohen said about that is this money is to fund their work to fight anti-Muslim bigotry and extremism. It was the right thing to do in light of our mistake. We offer our sincerest apology to supporters. There's some other stuff.
1: Holy shit.
0: All right. So one, someone wanted to defame me? Bring it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, One thing that I was curious about, Ayan Hersiali never sued. She never really talked about it and maybe she was weary of trying to draw more attention to the fact that she was on the list at all, she didn't get anything from this. She wasn't a part of this conversation. And while the entire list has been taken down, there's no apology from SPLC for Ion Hirsi Ali. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know what's up with that. My attempts to get an answer to that went nowhere. But I I don't know what the deal is. I don't know why she didn't do what he did.
1: Can I see all the people who say mean things about me on iTunes?
0: That's just me. (laughs) So...
1: So that you got me, I win. That tickled me. So that is so that's
0: one thing. Um, and by the way, the New York Times did a profile of Nawaz like last year or mm. earlier this year. He even said being on that hit list, which is what he called it, um, because Muslim terrorists might use it to try to attack people. Sure, he said it also compromised funding for his group. I mean, he's been talking about this forever. Yeah, in I the mean, past it couple sounds of
1: like it has very real consequences. Yeah.
0: Um I would still th- this is not a conspiracy theory. I would personally like to know what he did with the money because he raised a ton of it. I don't know how much he raised. I don't know how much went to lawyers. Oh, for the I lawsuit, don't know you mean. where it's going to go now now that the lawsuit's over. Yeah, I would like to know that as someone who is following this mm-hmm. um so that's that's one thing. Here's the flip side to all of this. Yeah, this happened early in the week. Since then, a lot of right wing groups, religious right groups have been cheering on what happened because they hate the Southern Poverty Law Center because uh. the Southern Poverty Law Center calls them hate groups. And they're like, you know what SPLC did? They apologized for including this guy. We're still waiting for our apology.
1: Well, we're still waiting for you to not be a hate group. <laughs> yeah.
0: And this We is all think goals. This is the thing. Two of the groups in particular that basically said no one should trust the Southern Poverty Law Center, which, by the way... I was pissed off at them, too. I would encourage people, don't give to them. Don't donate to them. Mm-hmm. Unless, I think they still owe Ion on her Ali an apology. Um, I'm waiting for that, too. But, like, I wouldn't give them money right now.
1: Mikey, have we given money to the Southern Poverty Law Center? I feel like we keep getting mailings from them. We're on their mailing list, for sure. Hmm. Also, if you're hearing noises, it's because my husband is making himself a 9:15 <laughs> dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so that's what's happening in the background. Alliance
0: Alliance Defending Freedom was one of the groups that was like why like we want our apology. But on their page on the SPLC's website, they quote the things Alliance Defending Freedom leaders have said uh-huh. that justifies why they called them a hate group. And again, here's the thing about the hate group designation it's not that you disagree about certain things. It's that you go like this extra crazy step yeah. of really just your uh, you're blanket hating everybody in mm-hmm. that group. You're spreading lies about what it is that they believe. Like if you said all Muslims are terrorists.
1: Oh yeah, I say that. That is all hateful.
0: The time. Like that is wrong. Oh. It's objectively wrong. Right. Or all Muslims are wrong. Whatever. It, that's wrong. But again, Nawaz wasn't doing that. Ion Hirstyelli wasn't doing that. But ADF says things like, "The here's ADF senior counsel Eric Stanley at a conference in 2014. The end game of the homosexual legal agenda <laughs> is unfettered sexual liberty and the silencing of all dissent."
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. That
0: is a lie.
1: Um. So that's speak why. Speak for yourself, Hammond. <laughs> that is definitely um, my goal. And how dare he speak up? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, Benjamin Bull, the director of ADF Global, was referring, he was quoted on an article about the recriminalization of homosexuality in India. Is that happening? Yeah, it did. It's illegal. What? Yeah.
1: How did that miss me?
0: Uh, You're not brown.
1: Oh, that's a good point. I forgot that.
0: (laughs) Here's what he said India chose to protect society at large rather than give in to a vocal minority of homosexual advocates. He said the Indian court did the right thing. America needs to take note that a country of 1.2 billion people has rejected the road, blah, blah, blah. This will hurt, the U.S. will hurt people in the long run.
1: I feel like homophobia makes strange bedfellows. (laughs) Like, what else would, like, a bunch of, like, old stodgy white dudes be like, these brown guys are knocking (laughs) it out of the park?
0: Right. Um, I mean, they just say nasty things. Another one is Liberty Council. That is also on their Mm -hmm. list of a hate group. Mm -hmm. And these things, I mean, um, here's Matt Staver, the head of Liberty Council, if you ultimately promoted same-sex marriage and everyone started to go towards same-sex marriage, You're doing I'll pause there. Head. I'll pause there for a second. <laughs> Heavens, do everyone, everyone is not starting to go to same. Okay, what would happen to society if everyone got same-sex married? All die. It would simply cease to exist. Moreover, you'd have rampant increase in diseases. Huh? Mm-hmm. Um,
1: um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Given his. Pr- you know what?
0: This goes on. Here's Matt Barber, another Liberty Council person. Your lifestyle, homosexuality, is always and forever, blah, blah, blah. It's wrong. <laughs> In almost every category, disease, depression, drug and alcohol abuse, and suicide, those who call themselves gay, with big quote fingers, live and die with consequences that have nothing gay in the true sense of the word about them.
1: Oh my God. You know he thinks he's being clever. But the thing is,
0: like, they're not depressed because they're gay. They're depressed because they have to deal with pieces of shit like you. Like, so again, this is the lying that they do. All gay people are, you know, have diseases. All gay people uh, have a shitty life. But it's not because they're gay. We know this. Just, okay. They lied. That's why they're on the hate groups. The point I want to make,
1: just yes. to finish
0: up here, is that Majin Nawaz had a legit reason to be pissed off at the SPLC. Right. Ayon Hirsi Ali has a legit reason. Some of these religious right groups, they do not have a rebuttal to the hate group charge. They are hateful. Yes. They have proven themselves they time and the time definition again. They are what a hate group is. Yes. And so, like, they're cheering on the $3.375 million settlement. So am I. But, like, don't don't pretend like you're not haters in yeah. the same way. SPLC has issues. Yeah, I don't make like you have some sort mis- of
1: moral high ground here. <laughs> making
0: a mistake or two or three does not mean everything your mission is all about is wrong. So, all right.
1: <sighs> that was a lot.
0: Oh, that pissed me off.
1: Yeah. Um. We have listener mail. Do we? Unless you have another thing no, to I'm talk done. about. Okay. Um. Hey, Hammett and Jessica, please insert general praise here. Hello. Jessica, you are very pretty and <laughs> funnier than people give you credit uh-huh. for. <laughs> so
0: Did you write I'm. This letter.
1: Oh <laughs> uh, no, he told me to mm-hmm. I'm saying the things that I wish people would say okay. in iTunes instead of how loud I am and how much they. <laughs> Mm-hmm. me, man! People are so mad at me on iTunes. Okay, <laughs> um, so I'm very excited about this because this is my favorite, like, faux deep discussion topic. Okay, I, I I've brought it up many times. Um, is it okay to separate an artist and his art? Um, I really like the the works of H.P. Lovecraft, but he's a racist, xenophobic asswipe of an individual. Is it okay to buy a story since he's not making any money from me doing so? And for present-day authors who are also garbage, should people get their books secondhand so authors don't make any money? In reason, Robbie H. P.S. I really enjoy the two of you doing the podcast. (laughs) Anyway, he said some nice things about us. Um,
0: So can you separate the art from the artist?
1: So this is my favorite, like, moral quandary. (laughs) It really is. It's, like, my thing if I, like, have one too many glasses of wine. If somebody's near me, this is the thing I'll yell at them. (laughs) Like, make them answer.
0: So could I watch a Louis C.K. routine or a Harvey Weinstein movie or a Bill Cosby stand-up act?
1: Okay. Okay. But the thing you brought up I think is interesting because Louis C.K. is stand-up. He's the writer-performer. Bill Cosby is a writer, performer, and I'm not. Yeah. Oh my God. And I Harvey Weinstein's not be, the <laughs> producer. I could not be more clear about this. Right. Harvey Weinstein's a monster. But he is not the artist, he was the producer, okay. he was the money. Okay. Um, and so I th- so so let's
0: exclude him from this conversation. Yeah. So then. I
1: want to think about this on a couple levels. Um, I think there is one level that is so you're Woody Allen's. Woody Allen is the writer director. He is the 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 spearhead right of this project. And hence why all of his movies are about creepy old dudes <laughs> trying to fuck younger women. And then the other is your Kevin Spacey's that he's an actor and he's a monster. But does that mean I can't watch my favorite movie Seven anymore? And I will say I haven't. It's I don't know. I really don't know. This is a very real sort of moral. Qual- so uh, most recently, and I'm actually going to bring this up later for my happy thing, Jeffrey Tambor, mm-hmm. who is an asshole, and he made Jessica Walters cry. And fucking how dare he? Jessica Walters is a treasure. He was an actor on Arrested Development. And if you haven't watched it, um, Jessica Walters played his wife or a extra- uh, um, estranged wife. And he was a monster to her on set and is, by all accounts, an asshole of a dude. Arrested Development is an incredibly funny show. And it also represents the... And this is what we were saying around Roseanne. Roseanne said some garbage things. And that show, it canceled rightfully so. But that also negated the work of hundreds of people. The writers, the actors, the producers, the people who work on the set. Who, you know, they're not... Creative people who are going to pick like they're just union dudes who like are trying to light Roseanne um, not to discount what they do anyway so my answer is I don't know but I always want to try to get closer to figure out what is worth cutting out your life I think the H.P. Lovecraft thing is really interesting because he's dead so it's not as if it's not as if he's like he said gaining money on it my other thing is also like it's a statement. His estate might, but his estate doesn't necessarily represent H.P. Lovecraft's more. And the other thing, so Gene Kelly is my favorite, favorite actor slash choreographer. He's in uh, Golden Era Hollywood, Singing in the Rain. You'd know him if you saw him. Um, I think he was kind of an asshole, but because he died in, I think, the 1990s, I don't have to go on Twitter to see him say, like, oh, women should stay in the home, so I can kind of separate myself from, like, I think he was sort of a dickbag. In fact, I know he was. He made Debbie Reynolds cry. I'm really done with (laughs) men making women I love cry. But I don't know of all of his really horrible opinions so can I turn a blind eye to that and still watch Summerstock, which is one of my favorite? You know what I mean? What do you think?
0: Um, have I stopped talking yet? No, it's all good. Uh, I I would not. I don't have the same emotional connection, I think, to a lot of the stuff. Sorry, to the point you don't where, have the same
1: emotions. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, it doesn't bother me as much as I think it bothers a lot of people who I read talking about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I would still listen to, like, the Louis C.K. routines. because they still crack me up. Uh-huh. I would still watch the shows featuring people who I know have done horrible things, uh-huh. but I would go into them knowing all that. And I would like, when I'm thinking about it and I'm analyzing it in my head, like it's, I don't separate it. Yeah. It's there for me. It's like, Oh, Bill Cosby did this thing. Here's what he did in the comedy world. Here's what he did on television. Here's the stuff he supported. Oh, by the way, Every time I think about it, I'm thinking about all those other horrible right. things he did. They go together. I don't even think, like, when you're talking about are you going to buy anything from them because mm-hmm. it's giving them money, it's not really, it is world is
1: eyes, listeners. It's not
0: really giving them that much money. I'm not, I'm not thinking but like I'm bankrolling contri- them. But
1: it's also contributing to supporting somebody who doesn't deserve your support. Right, like, don't so you think the, 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 the of a best penny sort w- of thing? Like, like, you vote with your dollar, right? Like, sure. if you want to make sure people like uh, Louis C.K. don't get another I million have, dollar TV show contract, part of the, what you do would be not watch his shit and not, certainly yeah. not buy it, right? Because, because, fuck, we all know under capitalism, no matter what a person does, if they if they if, make money, yeah, if yeah. they make money, somebody's going to pay them to do it, right?
0: Sure. So I haven't watched House of Cards. Mm-hmm. Would I start now?
1: No. Maybe, oh, maybe yep.
0: because I heard it's good.
1: Yeah, that is good. But I would
0: also be like, every time he shows up on the screen, I'd be like, mm. I want. I kind of know what he did to. I know Anthony what he did in the past and what he did on the show, maybe, or Jeffrey Tambor. I haven't seen Arrested Development either, sorry. But like, I know he's been a dick to people on this set, so <sighs> yeah. it's like, okay, it'll change how I watch the show and how I think about it. But there's more to it than the one dude. Especially when it's part of an ensemble.
1: Yeah. So, but, so where do you land with like a Woody Allen type? Who it's his whole jam. Like yeah. it's he wrote it, he directed it. He, I don't know, probably made people uncomfortable on set. Does like when I
0: watch it, when I yeah go, does it buy make a movie you feel like or, you
1: are yeah? If a, if a Woody Allen, movie no, can, I don't feel
0: like I'm contributing to like his really? creepiness or whatever the hell you want to call it. That's
1: interesting. I
0: um I
1: hardly it doesn't, disagree.
0: It doesn't phase me as much i totally hear what you're saying Mm -hmm. i hear the arguments against it um there's i also think like with all so many people there's probably so much shit we don't know about that we'd be disgusted by and not to diminish all the horrible things they did the other people who we know about yeah it's like eh, i probably don't like a ton of these things there are people who like support trump too who aren't Like
1: oh, I meant to bring something about sexual. Like they
0: didn't do any crazy stuff. They didn't assault anybody or whatever. It's like man, if I'm supporting them, they're gonna donate to whoever.
1: Yeah. Like
0: it's Chick Fil A. Would you eat there?
1: No. It's
0: well, I know what the owners do with that money. It's their right to like when they have it. It's our right
1: not to contribute to that. Sure. So would I eat there? Probably
0: not. But I also don't think that if I ate there, it would be like
1: no. But but I think so. I think in a capitalist society, the best we can do is talk with our money, right? So, like, if somebody funds another Woody Allen movie, not mm. that I would necessarily see let Woody me, Allen. Let me, okay.
0: let me all change the subject for a second, because I know how you're going with the Woody Allen thing. Susan Sarandon, who was, like, anti-Hillary the whole way through the campaign and has and had a mouthpiece to make that yeah. something would you see a movie with her in it because she didn't hurt anybody physically
1: um I okay so I would put that with like uh, so like Chris Pratt would be my example of he's somebody who I think I fundamentally disagree with on many levels mm-hmm. but he's not like like chris Pratt and and Tim Allen say I think they have similar views they're conservatives they're conservative white dudes Christians mm-hmm. which is all fine to be. But Tim Allen was sort of a fucking dick about it. And Chris Pratt, I think he definitely pushes his religion, but he's not a Yeah,
0: but you're a fan of the Cubs and they brought on that closer during the World Series run who like threw a thing at his wife.
1: Yes. Correct. But I don't
0: think when I'm buying a ticket to see a Cubs game, even though it goes to a salary, you or know what I mean? Like, uh, Araldis Chapman. Thank
1: but you. Like, they, they, all have they all have problems. They all
0: have problems.
1: Yeah, and it... You're not like, going to see takes, anything if you it take this to its sting. logical conclusion. It, it took some of the joy out of seeing the Cubs as Adderall's Chapman got the win, even though, first of all, first of all, first of all he's a monster. Second of <laughs> all, he gave up a home run, if I'm recalling <laughs> right, and tied yeah, up he the game. You didn't have a good... So, so maybe he's not a great example. <laughs> don't at me. Um, but the point I, is,
0: I, I think the point is, like, everything you give money to, I kind of just assume it's going to somewhere I really don't like. So the question is, do I cut myself off from... Stuff I'm bound to no,
1: but I look think at, heaven, or do I, I th- think
0: about try to think about everything when I'm taking it in.
1: But I think there is a, uh, a, a, a something in between because it's not a binary choice, right? It's not see nothing because any money you spend is going to go towards an asshole, and it's not see everything. Indiscriminately, I think I, I I just think it's our responsibility as consumers because we have got so little control, all things considered. Which is, I think, uh, I think a lot of people have trouble with. The best thing I can do is say, okay, well, you know, it, if Jeffrey Tambor is starring in a movie, I'm going to choose not to see it because that's the only way I can say to the studios, obviously not me, yeah. but me and us yeah. the collective we're not going to support if you're continuing to give uh, Casey Affleck or whomever work we're not going to support you on that and that's i mean that what else what other control do we have and and i'm not saying that's control but at well, least it makes okay, me feel like i'm so contributing to better things this
0: is not nearly on the same level i bought kim davis's book so i could write about it and oh, we I talked about it on here copy. nope i bought that thing Um, I've bought tickets to the Creation Museum. Mm. I Mm. didn't go inside Ark Encounter, but I would have if I had time. But, like, why? Because it's like, yeah, I'm giving them money, but I think I can do more with my knowledge of what's in here in the long run.
1: Yeah, but you're speaking to somebody with a platform.
0: Yes, but if I'm I'm watching, let's say, a Casey Affleck movie or something, it's like, okay, now that I know what it's about, and now I can speak to how his role affects it, or if I'm talking about it, or it gives me the ability to put this in some more context, I think you can usually do more good than not. I think you
1: can do more good. I think anybody.
0: I think Not just because I have a platform. I'm saying, like, if anybody's going to go see a movie or something, but they're going to talk about it with their friends, they're going to tell their friends whether to see it or not. And when you have, when you've seen it, when you go to see support your team that has a problematic person eh, maybe different story there yeah um
1: i mean it's all but it's, i
0: think there is more value you can get by seeing it putting in more context and like and talking about it which is hard to do when you're just saying no to everything that they've done um i don't think you could separate the art and the artist going back to that question
1: oh <laughs> yeah sorry but sorry Ryan. i think i think you got to take off a little.
0: i think you just take them in as one but I mean, I don't know. There are some people that I think I would have a hard time watching or listening to because I know they're problematic. There are people online where I'm like, I'm not going to link to them
1: yeah, Um, because I I
0: know they have problems. I don't want to support them. I might watch their videos on YouTube, just to name one example. Mm -hmm. I might watch some people's videos on YouTube. But it doesn't mean I'm going to say, hey, you should all go watch this. Yeah. Um. I kind of just, I want to know what you're doing. I want to yeah, keep tabs
1: on it. And I think it's, I think it's a valuable skill to be able to think in shades of gray as opposed to black and white. Yeah. And, I, and, and so I, I yeah, I think. Moral of
0: the story, I'm a total hypocrite on all of this.
1: <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to stand your ground a no, little harder, none buddy. None whatsoever. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that, Big picture is important. I think long dead authors are probably, Robbie, to answer your question, I think long dead authors are probably okay. If you look
0: hard enough, you could find shit about everybody. Yeah,
1: I mean, fucking, uh, not Dr. Seuss, but Raul Dollar was like an anti Semite. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like
0: Mr. Rogers, and then everybody, he's fine, everyone else. Right. Like, I think
1: if you look too (laughs) deep into anybody, they're going to disappoint you. I think. If you, this is me talking to me, I think if you find something valuable in what they did good, if they, if it makes you feel uncomfortable, to, here's the thing, here's the end of it. If you don't enjoy it, then absolutely don't. If you're reading, Robbie, if you're reading H.P. Lovecraft and all you can think about is... I don't know. What, was he anti-Semitic? <laughs> what was his job? He's a xenophobe. Well, yeah. I mean, who the fuck isn't a xenophobe in the nineties?
0: 40% of the country, apparently.
1: Um, uh, I, it is, honestly, like if anybody ever meets me... I wouldn't like, block
0: him on Facebook, but to the people who say I'm not going to... I understand the people who are like, I'm not going to date a Trump supporter, yeah. which has been in the news this week. But I also I'm don't know that. I'm so blocking. obsessed with that
1: fucking storyline. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. I guess the moral of the story is if anybody ever meets me, buy me a glass of wine and then we can yell at each other about <laughs> separating the art from the artist, because it's my like, I'm gonna find the answer someday. It's my moral quandary. Uh <laughs> All
0: right, we gotta wrap up.
1: God, this has gone long. Um, happy things, Hemant. I've got a couple. Do you um, want be-
0: here's mine. The my website's been the same forever. We're finally going to overhaul it. Oh, really? It'll take a little while, but we I have a template. It looks good. We're just working out the
1: kinks. That's really exciting. Yeah, it'll be nice. Um, So I've got a couple. So Mikey and I just started watching The Real O'Neills, which is the dan savage show is it dan savage
0: yeah it was based off of his family life like irish catholic family yeah and such. oh
1: i didn't realize dan savage i
0: think he was an executive oh my God, producer no, on the 100%. show 100
1: percent. it is because i pointed him out and mikey was like i don't know who dan savage is i was like i don't know what to say to right now so mikey and i started watching it and it's we found it because a director he likes directed it and like that's how we find things because nice. i'm married to a nerd. Um, he tweeted at Mikey once. He's very excited. He'll tell you about it. Yep. But anyway, it is the funniest, most heartwarming show I've seen in such a long time. I absolutely adore it. It's on Hulu. 10 out of 10 would recommend. The other thing is actually kind of piggybacking off um, off Robbie's letter. A kind of cool thing happened today in my sort of um, larger circle. So um, Jeffrey Tambor was supposed to do a voice in an animated movie that's coming out next year called Wonder Park and in light of all the shit that's kind of come down he they decided to part ways with him and they ended up hiring a friend of my like a friend of my family's this no. guy who um my my dad went to high school with he's like an old uh not old he's a, a second city dude like extraordinarily funny he was in Armageddon he was in Home Alone his name's uh Ken Camp uh, Ken Hudson Campbell is his his stage name and he got this role because they were like, "Fuck you, Jeffrey Tambor, you're a monster." <laughs> and so it gave this friend of my family, who's just like an A plus good guy. We, Mikey and I, got dinner with him a couple of years ago when we were out in L A. Um, he like, he's such a nice guy. Like, I was calling That's him awesome. when I went out there to make plans, and he was like, "Do you want me to see if I can find an open mic for you?" And I was like, huh? "No." <laughs> open mics in LA are scary. Anyway, it just filled me with a lot of joy that A, people are men are seeing consequences of their garbage um uh, shit. And the fact that like good dudes and not like, you know, the Jeffrey Tambords of the world get to uh kind of reap that the, the benefit of that. And he's super talented and I, I, I hope this is the first of many great things to happen to him. That made me super That's happy. Awesome. Also I forgot last week. Uh, Sat- so Hemet and I recorded Friday. Yeah, two podcasts. Mm-hmm. Saturday was our four-year podcast anniversary. Oh, hey! So, Look at that. Happy. I was going to open champagne, but I knew we would drink one glass yes. and then it would go to waste. That's so awesome. cheers, Yay, buddy. Cheers to four years. <laughs> it's been. It's been fun.
0: It's been four years.
1: It has been four years. Thanks
0: for listening, peoples.
1: (laughs) Four years. You could say like one nice thing.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) I gave it two weeks. I'm very surprised. You're welcome. Thank
1: you, Chili's, for being the place where I yelled at Hammond until he gave me a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hammond, where can we find you?
0: I'm Um, at at Hammond Meta. Friendlyatheist.com.
1: I'm at Blueberry, B L U E B U R I E. Um, Go to patreon.com
0: Yeah, if you want
1: to listen to our Star Wars episode uh, You can email us at FriendlyAtheistPodcast.gmail.com uh, For questions, questions, we always need more questions Week after week um, I think that's it My Etsy shop is Bitches get stitched Done Hit me up there um, Guys, thank you for listening We've heard some really nice feedback lately uh, iTunes, Patreon, all that stuff Thank you and we'll uh, talk okay. to you next week
0: Bye